Welcome to season two of the Let's Talk podcast hosted by Wellhouse Church, where we talk about what it's like to be a Christian Monday through Saturday, to be a person of faith in a culture against faith. So let's talk about the injustice in the Southern Baptist Convention. Damn, we just went right for it. Uh, yeah, let's do it. Um, little backstory before we jump into this. Um, the Southern Baptist Convention is the denomination of mine and Clayton's childhood. Um, we were in Southern Baptist churches most of our lives. Most of my life at this point. I, I mean, you're six years older than me, but most of my life. I don't think, I don't think that, I don't think I wasn't in a Southern Baptist church until I was an adult and chose not to go to one. That's not true for me because I did have a stint there in oh, non-denomination churches. You did well, but that's just Baptist without the title. Essentially, it's um, Baptist light. No, it's not Baptist light. It's Baptist without the title. It's literally just Baptist crap over again yeah. in everything except the lack of cooperation with other Baptists. Yeah, it's kind of true. Um, but the way they function, their polity, their beliefs, everything, everything is, is the all same. the same. Yeah. Um. And so Southern Baptist is the denomination of our childhood, my childhood for sure. Um, and Southern Baptist, mm, let me say, okay, here's my preface. All right, we are going to have this conversation. It's going to be very candid because I think it's an important conversation as we've been having a conversation about justice and injustice. This is a grave injustice. This report just came out um, yesterday at the time we're recording this. Um, and I have other content for Let's Talk that was supposed to go out tomorrow that I'm going to put on hold to put this out because this is fresh. Um, Wellhouse Church is, an, is a Baptist church. We are not a Southern Baptist church. However, I was talking to my friend earlier today and it made me very aware of the fact that even though we are not a Southern Baptist church, we are a Baptist church that is loosely affiliated with the Southern Baptist convention. And I'm no longer sure that I'm okay with that. Explain how we are. We Wellhouse church currently does not have a national affiliate. Correct. We don't have a national convention that we're a part of. Southern Baptists are a national convention. Mm. We are only a part of a state convention called the Texas Baptists, which are affiliated with the national convention of the Southern Baptists. Now, they're their own entity. Mm -hmm. Southern Baptists does not tell them what to do. However, the denomination that we are a part of still continues to support and uphold the Southern Baptist Convention. Yeah. That's where I think I have a problem. Um, very fair point. So I want to say all of that. I am Baptist through and through to my core. I believe in the original founding Baptist principles, religious liberty, uh, some version of authority of the Bible, um, even believers baptism to some extent. I think that's kind of overplayed, but absolutely. I, yeah, I would cool. Affirm that, and first and foremost, and that's not really even a Baptist thing. 
Um, no, but it isn't a thing. For me, the big one that make that continues to make me Baptist is autonomous cooperation. Yep. That each individual community gets to govern themselves autonomously and gets to pick what they want to do and how they want to do it. And all we have done with the convention or denomination is pull resources together to accomplish a mission. Yeah. That's what keeps me Baptist. That right there, that uh, like polity structure is what maintains me being Baptist. However, I've been very outspoken against the Southern Baptist for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and Wellhouse has never been affiliated with the Southern Baptist Convention and never will be. The question now is whether or not we will continue to be affiliated with the people that we are affiliated with if they continue to uphold and support the Southern Baptists, which I'm not okay with. So let's talk about the report, okay? Backstory on this as well before we get started. A very, very important theological belief of the Southern Baptist Convention is complementarianism. Mm Mm-hmm. Clayton, would you like to explain what this is? Complementarianism, complementarianism is the idea that women complement men. Um, and what does that mean? That they are lesser than men, essentially, is what that's trying to communicate. <laughs> because subpar humans, they are just not up to the same standard as men in some way, shape, or form. And what does that mean in practice, that they're not up to the same standard? It means that they are treated lesser than. Um, it means that they are become means to ends. No, you're making inferences. What does it mean theologically? Okay. There's only one thing it means theologically. Then do you want to say what it means theologically? Because yeah. I'm thinking about it from a social aspect. The only thing it means theologically is that women cannot preach. Or hold the office of pastor or deacon, um, which is stupid. There are some Baptist churches that ordain deacons um, or deaconesses, women deacons, which is even recorded in the Bible. So theologically, complementarianism, all it means is that women complement men and that men have the supreme role. They're the head of the house. They're the head of the church. They're the head of everything. It's the patriarchy 2.0. And... Women cannot preach or have authority over a man. They cannot hold an office of a church. That's complementarianism. Now, the way in which that belief, and that belief is proof-texted through the Bible, and yes, I said proof-texted intentionally because it is cherry-picking verses. Um, It's proof-texted through the Bible, and the fallout from that is now pick up. Go ahead. Now women become a means to an end. Correct. And... Whatever way that is, whether that means taking care of the kids in the house while the men work and do the, quote, important things, um, or being objects of orgasms, um, whatever you want to look at from the toxic masculine view of women, that is the fallout of complementarianism. Well, it's also more than that. Um And you're right, but the way in which you get there is that Southern Baptists love to quote this verse in the Timothy epistle that the author says, for I do not permit a woman to speak or have authority over a man. Yep. 
first rule or step in oppression of any people is to take away their voice. Right. Yesterday, a report from the Southern Baptist Convention came out. An independent investigation found that from 2000 to to, to, um, 2021, 20-year investigation, the Southern Baptists had a list, Clayton, a list of 700 ministers who had been accused or alleged sexual abuse or misconduct. And they did nothing. And then when women reached out to them, Jennifer Lyell, the main woman that gave voice to this issue, they silenced her. They took away her voice. Even to the point that when, because she worked for Lifeway, which is an arm of the Southern Baptist Convention. Mm Mm-hmm. So when she was working with them to craft the language for the report of all of this, because her abuser was for more than a decade, and oh, he was a professor of, yes, the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary. His name is David Sills. He's a professor of missions and pastoral theology. Um. He absolutely abused that girl. Absolutely. And when the story got published in the Baptist press, the Baptist press twisted that story in a way that made it look like a mutual, consensual, inappropriate relationship. And it was not that. It was threats of violence, absolute coercion. Yeah, it's abuse. Some might call it rape. Yeah. I might call it rape. Um, Probably should call it rape. Men of power covering up, hiding things that they had done. Paul Pressler and Paige Patterson are two prominent Baptist names if you've been around Baptist life for very long. They single-handedly started the fundamentalist controversy. Uh <laughs> In New Orleans, Louisiana, in a little famous cafe called Cafe Du Monde. Mm. Um, it's a very famous story. Most Baptist historians will pride this story. I can't tell you how many times I've heard this lore. They're sitting in Cafe Du Monde in New Orleans, and they decide that they, Paige Patterson, um, who ends up, or at that time, Maybe he was or was fixing to become president of the Southern Baptist Convention. And Paul Pressler, who eventually becomes vice president of the executive committee of the Southern Baptist Convention and is a judge here in Houston. Paul Pressler and Paige Patterson decide that the liberals are taking over the Baptist world. The seminaries are too liberal. Nobody believes in the Bible anymore. So we've got to shut this down. And so, no lie, Clayton. No lie. Paige Patterson and Paul Pressler went on a bona fide witch hunt and had any 
professor at any Baptist or Baptist-related institution fired if they could not affirm inerrancy. It's called the fundamentalist controversy. Paige Patterson, Paul Pressler, very close, very influential names for a very long time. The report names them by name, number one, as two people who refused to cooperate with the investigation. They refused interviews. They refused to provide anything. Paige Patterson's response was, well, you can just have all of my papers that are in the Southern Baptist Theological Library, um, and those should answer any questions you would have that I would answer. Um, but my attorney has to be present when you go, and he has to sign off on anything you take. Paige Patterson over, had over 500 presidential papers recorded in the library. The investigation was able to get two pages, not papers, two pages from papers, over 500 papers, and they got two pages. If you didn't know, Paige Patterson was recently fired from Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary because he used intimidation tactics to keep two women from reporting their rapes against people connected to the seminary. Let's go Title IX. <laughs> so that's Paige Patterson. There's your, there's your poster boy, Southern Baptist Convention. <clears throat> and Paul Pressler, who currently has multiple civil suits against him for inappropriate contact with adolescent boys. Now remember, Southern Baptists are also the people that hate gay people. Mm-hmm. Cool. Got it. You tracking on the backstory here? Yeah. Okay. Nashville Convention. Sexual allegations through the roof. Something has to be done. Whatever. <clears throat> Finally get it hired in a, in a team to investigate the claims. Okay? Five terabytes of digital evidence that they have to sift through. Five terabytes. Conducted over 330 in-person interviews. I'm going to drop three names for you that are huge in Baptist life that refused an interview. Two of them I've already said, Paige Patterson, Paul Pressler. The third one, listener, you're going to love this, Jack Graham. Hmm. Clayton, who is Jack Graham? Go ahead. No, Jack Graham is the pastor of Prestonwood Baptist Church in Plano, Texas, which is okay. one of the largest and most prominent Baptist churches in all of Texas. Prestonwood is the one that uh, produces and sells all of the Christmas and Easter cantatas uh, to all of the oh. Baptist people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Prestonwood is a very big, prominent Baptist church. Didn't know that. Cool. Jack Graham met a guy from a small town... Baptist Church in Mississippi. Poached him away from that church and hired him to be the music pastor at Prestonwood. A few years later, Jack Graham made that man sign an NDA and gave him a very fat severance check to be quiet and go away quietly because, oh, you named it, he was a sexual predator 
in Mississippi and brought that crap over to Prestonwood and they covered it all up. It's all in the report. This report's 280 pages, almost 300 pages, 280, 288. In full honesty, I've not finished all of it. Uh, I have about 40 pages of their recommendations left. But remember how I was talking about the first step in oppression of a people is to take away their voice? Mm -hmm. The number one recommendation that this private investigative, like independent investigative firm found their number one recommendation to the executive committee of the Southern Baptist convention was to stop using NDAs and severances in order to silence victims unless they asked for it. Clayton, 700 men on this list, abusers, predators. Oh, and might I mind you, there's no crossover between this list and the list that the Houston Chronicle put out a few years ago. Yeah. The 1,400 of them in total that we found now. Yeah. Give or take maybe a little bit of crossover on a little bit of the list, but. Roughly about 1,400. Roughly about 1,400 of these abusers. And all of it in the report continually, time and time and time again, the general counsel of the executive committee so a lawyer drove this train, manipulated language, twisted things, made sure people didn't get responses when they probably deserved one, swept things under the rug. Every time, because they got emails, every claim that they make in this investigative report is substantiated by evidence. There's no question. I will... I will find a link to it and I will put it in the show notes for anybody that wants to read it. It's quite appalling. Um, the general counsel. So if you didn't know Southern Baptist polity is autonomous cooperation, the Southern Baptist convention cannot tell churches what to do. Right. Churches voluntarily cooperate together in order to accomplish a, a mission together. Except they frequently disfellowship from people for LGBTQ inclusion. Mm -hmm. So they have ways to tell people what they can and cannot do. Yeah. So this whole, well, we can't really do anything about this sexual abuse allegations as garbage. They can absolutely do something about it. They do it about anything else. If you don't believe in the Bible, if you don't believe in, you know, inerrancy, if you don't, if you're affirming of LGBTQ, if you're a black pastor and you speak out against the racism issues, they disfellowship with all those people. Yeah. Oh, but we can't disfellowship with sexual abusers because those are our friends. That's Paige Patterson. That's Paul Pressler. That's Jack Graham. It's powerful white people. That's powerful white men that have the big donor base. Mm -hmm. The general counsel, every time he responded to an email, Almost every time. I don't want to use all inclusives. Almost every time he responded to an email, it was always, always about the donor base, the cooperative program, and the money that they might lose or the liability that would come on the Southern Baptist Convention. Had no regard for victims, had no regard for the unethical behavior, had no regard for anything other than protecting the institution of power that made him powerful. That's injustice. That's the injustice that we're talking about that the prophets have a problem with. And you know what? 
These are the people that are controlling lots of the Christian media in America. Oh, no. These are the people that control almost all of Christian media in America. Do not forget that Lifeway Publishing House is single-handedly the largest Christian publishing house in the world. Fair enough. And it's owned by the Southern Baptists. These people control everything. And here's the problem. Absolutely nothing is going to change. Nope. Because powerful white people. Because the institution is designed to protect the institution and not the victim. Yes. It is injustice. That right there. That. That's the problem. When the institution protects the institution and not the vulnerable, mm-hmm. injustice. Absolutely. When you create space for and start sweeping oppression under the rug, you immediately become against the message of Jesus. Yes. If we believe that the message of Jesus is one of liberation, Mm -hmm. then silencing people is never the answer. Nope. And Russell Moore, golly, I do not have enough time. We'll do a couple weeks on this. Yeah, we're going to cut it here. I'm going to say we'll pick up with Russell Moore next week. But Russell Moore probably is the one that set most of this in motion. He is now left. Um the Southern Baptist Convention is no longer. And the last Southern Baptist Convention that he went to, he records in his own blog on Christianity Today. He works for Christianity Today now. He records on his own blog about the SBC findings. The last time he went to a Southern Baptist Convention meeting, his wife looked at him and said, I love you. I'll support you no matter what decision you make. But if you're still a Southern Baptist by summer, you'll be in an interfaith marriage. Because the women, now, Russell's a smart dude. Russell already saw the writing on the wall, and I don't think Russell had any intention of staying. I respect the hell out of Russell Moore for the way in which he has stood up. And I'll also say, I got qualms with J.D. Greer. So there are moving pieces here, and we'll explain it, but there's president of the Southern Baptist Convention, and then there's a president of the executive committee of the Southern Baptist Convention. Those are not the same, and the polity there is very different in the Offices that they function are very different. J.D. Greer, I got a lot of qualms about the way he handled himself as the president of the Southern Baptist Convention, but he went to war with the president of the executive committee and the and the executive committee staff over this issue of sexual abuse allegation. It cost him his job. Hmm. It cost him his position. So I've gained a lot of respect for him, and I have a ton of respect for Russell Moore. I think there were some men that saw it on the wall. Like, I think there are some men that understood what was happening. But by and large, it's the women. The women are the one that go, well, and now they got ammunition. Right. Don't forget that the Beth Moore stuff didn't even happen a year ago. Yeah. This is far from over. Thanks for listening to the Let's Talk podcast hosted by Wellhouse Church. Be sure to give us a rating and a review if you enjoyed the episode. It's free and it helps us immensely. Also, feel free to check out our other podcasts.